of faith to very high degree from the Bible. And here's what we're talking about tonight. God wants you to be filled with the Spirit. Not just somebody else. God wants you. Now, the reason why we're going to teach on this is because we all discount ourselves. Well, maybe I haven't prayed enough. I haven't read my Bible enough. I've made too many mistakes. I've sinned too much. Oh, I'm just not a spiritual person. We all have our reasons why we discount ourselves. But I want to show you from the Bible so clearly, I don't care what you've done or not done. I don't care who you are, what side of the track you were born on. doesn't matter what country you're from. The Holy Spirit and being filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit along with the power of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, and spiritual language. It's all for you. It's all for you. So let's look at this. Let me remind you of Luke chapter 3, the 16th verse. This is John the Baptist, and John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I, that's Jesus, is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He will baptize you. Everyone say you. you. Now, let me tell you that this word you in the Greek is plural. This word you in the Greek is not you singular, it's you plural. Now, you know this, like when I'm speaking to a crowd. I can say you, and that means everybody. I can say, I love you, and that means everybody. In Old English, we had the word ye. God rest ye, merry gentlemen. See, plural, gentlemen. God rest ye. Why ye? Because ye is the plural form of you. Well, we don't use ye anymore. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't apply to multiple people. Now, in English, we just say you, so we can't distinguish in English. But in Greek, you can distinguish whether the you was singular or whether it was plural. And when he says here that Jesus is coming and he will baptize you, the word you in the Greek is plural. So he's not just saying you who I'm talking to right now and I'm looking at. He's saying all of you, all of you. Okay, listen to Acts chapter 1, beginning at the fourth verse. It says, And being assembled together with them, he, Jesus, commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Everyone say, the promise. The promise. Okay, that's going to come up again. But to wait, Jesus said, wait. He commanded them to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with waters. Now in the last verse, John is talking about Jesus. In this verse, Jesus is talking about John. But they're both saying the same thing. One baptized with water, one baptizes with the Holy Spirit. So here, Jesus said, He commanded them to wait for the promise, which He said, you've heard from me. Verse 5, For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Here's what I want to show you. The word you in the Greek, you know, is plural. It's not just you that I'm looking at right now. It's all of you. You all will be baptized. So not only did John the Baptist prophesy 
and predict that when Jesus came, He would baptize all of you with the Holy Spirit. But Jesus, when He showed up, said, John baptized with water, but you, He's talking now to His followers, you all shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So you can see, if you look into the Greek language, you can see that Jesus is not just saying a few of you. In fact, He commanded all of them not to go anywhere. Wait, wait, wait. For what? The promise of the Father. Well, what is it? You're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You're going to receive power. See? Not many days from now. So what is the promise? Being baptized with the Spirit. Now, is a promise a possibility or is it a sure thing? See, when Jesus said, wait for the promise... He's not saying wait for the option of the Father. No, not the option, the promise. God has promised us. God has promised us that He'll baptize us with the Spirit. And so Jesus calls it a promise. Now you get down to verse 8, and Jesus says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. But you shall receive power. Now, those three words, you shall receive are translated from Greek, and that Greek is plural. That Greek word is plural. The three words you shall receive in English are translated from a Greek word, and here's what we need to know, it's plural. So once again, Jesus, see, if we were listening to Jesus in Greek, we would understand that he's saying you. But sometimes when you're reading it, you're thinking, well, who was he talking to? He's saying, I'm talking to everybody. I'm talking all of you. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, let's look again at chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all. Say they were all. They were all. Now we know there were about 120 of them from chapter 1. They were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Now notice verse 4. And they, and they, and they were all filled. And they were, how many? All of them. All of them. See, don't let anybody tell you that it's God's will for some people to be filled with the Spirit, but not others. Oh, no. Jesus said, you all, it's for everybody. And here, when it came right down to it, they all did receive. They all were filled. They all were baptized with the Spirit. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And, notice again, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. Who began to speak with other tongues? They all did. Did you hear me? They all did. They all did. It is absolutely the will of God, and I mean just as clear in black and white in the Bible, that it is God's will for everyone, not only to be saved, born again, but to be filled, baptized with the Holy Spirit and to have the power of the Holy Spirit begin to come out of their lives, including an ability to speak and pray in spiritual language. Why? So you can build yourself up, edify yourself, and so that you can pray perfect prayers. 
to God. It says they all received, and if they all received, you all will receive. Listen to me. If they all received, you all will receive. If it's a promise to them, it's a promise to you. Okay? So did God keep His promise to them? Then He's going to keep His promise to you. Somebody say amen, would you? Now, I want to show you that it didn't stop there with the 120. Look at the fifth verse, Acts 2.5. It says, And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. Let's skip down to the 12th verse. So they were all amazed. Who? All of these people that have come from every nation. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? What were they perplexed about? They were perplexed because they were hearing these people speak in languages that they hadn't learned. But these people from all these nations, they were hearing their language from somebody who didn't know how to speak their language. Just like we heard the Polish girl that spoke in English, she didn't know what she was saying. But somebody that had learned English picked it off that that's English you're speaking. Well, that's exactly what happened here. They were speaking out in other languages, other tongues, as the Holy Spirit gave them that ability. But all these people from different countries were saying, I hear my language. I hear my language. How do they know my language? Isn't that interesting? See? And you know, if you travel to a foreign country and everybody's speaking, for example, in France, everyone's speaking French, and all of a sudden you hear somebody speaking English, you pay attention, don't you? You can pick that out of the crowd. And that's exactly what was happening here. Each of these people were picking out of the crowd the language because they could understand that one. So it says here, they were all amazed and perplexed, verse 12, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mocking said they're full of new wine. Verse 14, but Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day, that's nine o'clock in the morning. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Notice he's saying tongues is not the only thing that happens when you get filled with the spirit. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Now let's skip down to verse 36. He's just finishing up his message here. And he says in verse 36, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Verse 37, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Now notice verse 38. Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Now, that baptism is in water. Let every one of you be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Now, notice this. That means you're giving your life to Jesus Christ. That means you're getting saved. That means you're coming to be born again. Okay? So, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And 
and, everybody say and, and, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And you shall receive, you shall receive, you shall receive. Take a wild guess as to whether that you is singular or plural. You got it. And you all shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And if that wasn't enough for us to get it, look at verse 39. For the promise. Oh, now we're talking again about the promise. How did he know it was a promise? Jesus had just been talking the night before he died. Right? So that's just 50 some odd days ago. 53 days ago or so. 52 or 53 days ago. Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. And now, notice, in Acts chapter 1, Jesus says, don't leave Jerusalem, wait for the promise. Now, on the day of Pentecost, the promise of the Holy Spirit comes. But Peter turns around and he says this, verse 39, for the promise, that's the gift of the Holy Spirit, is to you, is that singular or plural? You got it. In the Greek, it's plural. The promise is to you all and to your children and to all, who, what did it say? To all, to all, to all. I don't know how he can be any more clear. To all, listen, to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. In other words, if God is calling you to be saved, he's also calling you to be filled with the Spirit. If God wants people to be born again, He also wants them to be filled and baptized with the mighty Holy Spirit so that power is coming out of our lives. Amen. See, is this so clear? I don't know how people miss it. It's a distinct event. It's different. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises to you all and to all who are afar off. Well, would we be included in all? Sure. Are we afar off? This was happening in Jerusalem. That's on the other side of the world. I would think this is talking about us along with everyone else in this world. The promise is to you. What's the promise? That God is not only going to save you, but God is going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit, with the power of the Holy Spirit coming out of your life, including, but not limited to, spiritual language so you can build yourself up and pray to the Lord and prepare yourself to be used by the Holy Spirit. So that means that being filled with the Spirit, being baptized with the Spirit, receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, receiving the power of the Spirit, including spiritual language for prayer and praise, is without a question for everybody. Can you see that? Don't let anybody talk you out of that. Don't let anything in your mind say, well, I might not receive. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Why? It's a promise. Not just to a few, to everybody. Everybody. God would have to breach his own integrity not to fill you with the Spirit when you come to him and receive and ask. Now, let me remind you in Mark chapter 16, beginning at the 15th verse, I'm going to read from the New American Standard Bible. It says, and he said to them, Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed, believed what? The gospel. He who has believed and has been baptized, that's in water, shall be saved. Everybody say saved. saved. So notice when you believe the gospel and you're willing to begin to be obedient to the Lord, including baptism, 
that shows that you really meant it when you received Jesus and received the gospel because now you're walking it out. See, faith without works is dead. You're not saved by works, but the works of obedience show that you really did make Jesus the Lord of your life. Isn't that right? So, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. Now, notice verse 17. These signs will accompany those who have believed. We could say it like this. These signs will accompany those who have been saved. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. That tells you right there that when Jesus is giving them the great commission to go into all the world, he's saying, I don't only want you to go and get people born again. I want you to get them baptized with the Holy Spirit so that they're speaking with spiritual language. But notice he didn't say some of them are going to speak with tongues. He's implying everybody will if they believe, if they receive the gospel. Why? Because the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off. See, this is so congruent. The Bible is not contradicting itself. It's clear everywhere that it is absolutely the will of God for you and everyone else who is born again, who receives the gospel of Jesus Christ to be filled with the Spirit. Somebody might say, well, yeah, but I I just don't think I'm spiritual enough. That's why you need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but I'm just not strong enough yet. I need to get stronger so God will trust me. No, no, no. You're going to get stronger when you're baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus said you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Well, yeah, but I need to stop sinning. No, you need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit so you receive the strength inside to stop sinning. Does everybody understand? See, you don't need to wait until you measure up. The Holy Spirit is going to help you to be the person that you're called to be. That's why Jesus said, I'm so excited for the Holy Spirit to come. He's your helper. He's your helper. So don't wait to get help till you help yourself. No, let him help you. Let him help you. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. Now, I've prayed literally with thousands of people to be filled with the Spirit. This is something that God showed me in the Word many years ago, and I began to preach this and to convince people from the Bible, just like I'm doing with you, that it is absolutely the will of God for you to be filled with the Spirit. I've done this all over. In fact, I remember going to places, including one time in Pennsylvania, where I was teaching a high school camp. And there were several hundred high schoolers there. And I got to this message, preaching to them about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I said, if you would like to be filled with the Spirit, come on up. I mean, there must have been 200 high schoolers that came up to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So I asked all of the youth leaders, come on down and let's pray over them, lay hands on them, say be filled with the Spirit. I told them exactly what to do, what to say. Not that there's just one way to do it, but I said, hey, everybody, lay your hands on them and say be filled with the Spirit. I gave them some simple instructions. And people began to be filled. These high schoolers began to be filled with the Spirit. And so many started speaking in spiritual language. Oh, it was powerful. But I, would, I got right down off the platform, and I was also laying hands on high schoolers, and they were being filled with the Holy Spirit. But then, after time went on, you know, we were probably praying for at least 30 minutes because there were so many. But then there were certain high school students that didn't feel like they were getting filled. They weren't speaking in any spiritual language. And so 
the youth leaders would bring them to me and say, yeah, I prayed for him, but, you know, nothing, nothing's happening. <laughs> so I actually love that. I love that because I'm so confident. And I say, well, come, come here, come here. It's kind of like, honestly, when Jesus came off the Mount of Transfiguration and the father came to him and begged him, saying, Lord, my son has these seizures and he often throws himself into the fire and into the water. And I took him to your disciples, but they couldn't cure him. And what did Jesus say? Bring him here to me. Jesus did not say, well, maybe it's not God's will for him to be healed. You know, the best you can do is pray. No. He said, bring him here to me. And Jesus got him healed. Isn't that right? Listen, just because you prayed and you didn't get the instant results... That doesn't mean it's not God's will. There are all kinds of little reasons that keep us from receiving from God. But God is a faithful God to His Word. He's faithful to His promises. So I love it when people bring them to me and say, I prayed for them, but nothing happened. And I'll ask the person, did you ask? I, I did. I asked God. And did, did you sense the Holy Spirit come on you? Or did anything come out of your mouth, you know, because you should receive power, right? There should be something that you sense in the Spirit. And often, people will say, I don't think so. I don't think so. And then I'll, I'll begin to, inside, sense what the Holy Spirit is saying. Different people have different things that are blocking. It's never God. It's always something with that person, okay? In some cases, they're not even saved. And somebody's trying to get them filled with the Spirit, but they're not even born again. They haven't even made Jesus the Lord of their life. Well, you know, you can't put new wine into old wineskins. You've got to get that new wineskin, a new spirit inside, to fill that new spirit with the new wine of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that right? So sometimes I'll just start asking them questions about being, are you saved? And such. But I'm telling you, they must have brought to me over, you know, several, maybe... 10 or 15, 20 minutes as we were lingering there with more people that were still there to be prayed for, they must have brought maybe 12 to 15 people to me that they couldn't seem to get filled with the Spirit. At least they thought they couldn't, okay? In some cases, I believe they were already filled with the Spirit. They may have felt timid or inhibited to pray in spiritual language or something like that. And so I would just help them a little bit with that. But I believe they were already filled. But in some cases, there was something. Maybe they weren't even born again. Or they were just so condemned with their sin that they just weren't believing that God would fill them. But I just ministered to every one of them. Well, I remember the next day, we were out by the river. There's a beautiful river going through the camp. And the kids were out canoeing in the river, kayaking and such. And I remember I was on the bank. There was sort of a deck there. Uh, maybe about 20 feet above the river. And I was out there talking to another youth leader. And then this young high school girl comes out there on that deck. And so I said, hey, how are you? And we just chit-chatted. And she said, you know what? She said, I, I came to be prayed for last night, but nothing happened. I said, what do you mean? And so she explained, well, you know, not, nothing came out of my mouth or I didn't feel anything. And so I said, well, that's Okay. You know, Jesus didn't teach us that you have to feel anything. Right? He didn't say, if you speak in spiritual language, then that means you'll be filled with the Spirit. No, Jesus said, ask and it'll be given and you'll all receive. 
right? And she said, yeah, because I taught them that. I said, don't worry about whether or not anything's come out yet. You asked, didn't you? Believe that you received. And I said, sometimes when everybody's around you, you know, you got all these people listening. We're human beings. We're insecure. Sometimes we just can't even focus because we're so concentrating on what everybody's thinking and are they listening to me or what's going to happen that we can't even just let the Lord minister to us. And it's not God, it's us. I said, listen, when you get away by yourself, just pray and begin to thank God that you're filled with the Holy Spirit because he did promise. She said, okay. Well, that night we got ready for the service. It was just maybe minutes before the service was going to start. I was in there. And this young gal walks up to me with the biggest smile on her face. You, I mean, I really didn't have to wait until she explained to me what happened. I knew exactly what she was going to say. I said, what happened to you? <laughs> she said, well, I was getting ready for service tonight, and I was in the shower, and so I just started thanking God that I'm filled with the Spirit, and it started happening. It started coming out, just started coming out, and she was all giddy about it. She's all giddy. Now listen, listen. She got very excited when finally it was coming out, when she was away from everybody else. She wasn't concerned about anybody listening to her, and she's all excited. But you know what? The Holy Spirit had already been given to her. God was already baptizing her with the Holy Spirit. All she needed was just to get away from everybody and allow herself to receive and to begin to do what the Holy Spirit had given her an ability to do, which was to speak in spiritual language. It's so simple. So simple. Next session, I'll give you some practical tips. But let me hit just a couple of scriptures as we close. Now, Luke chapter 11, I want everyone to turn in their Bibles to Luke chapter 11 because I not only want you to know this, I want you to teach this to people. I want you to be able to take them to this and use this passage, this teaching of Jesus to convince them that God wants everyone to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 11 And I want to pick it up in verse 9, and I'm going to read it from the New International Version. Luke 11, verse 9. Jesus said, So I say to you, ask, and it might be given to you. Are you going to let me get away with that? Did it say, ask, and it might be given? No. What did Jesus say? Ask, and what? It will be given, or it shall be given, depending on your translation. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Now look at verse 10. For everyone who asks, receives. Can you believe Jesus said that? For everyone who asks, receives. Say that out loud with me. For everyone who asks, receives. Can you believe He said that? Now, do you believe Jesus? Do you think Jesus would lie to us? Do you think he would deceive us? Do you think he would give us a wrong impression? No. Jesus said, ask and it will be given. For everyone who asks, receives. Well, let's see what all that includes. 
He who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Verse 11, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Can you imagine? Your son asks for a fish, and you hand him a snake. Jesus is saying, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that to your son. He goes on to say in verse 12, or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion. Verse 13, if you then, though you are evil, in other words, compared to God, we're evil, right? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, listen to these words, how much more will your Father in heaven? Now think about this. Listen to what it says. Jesus said, how much more will your Father in heaven give who? The Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. Give the Holy Spirit. So in this context, Jesus narrows it down to one example of what you could ask the Father for. And the example He chose was asking the Father to give you the Holy Spirit. So now we have to go back to the beginning of that passage. And when Jesus says, ask and it will be given, that includes asking for the Holy Spirit. Isn't that right? Ask and it will be given. And then he goes on to say, for everyone who asks, receives. Well, we know that has to include the Holy Spirit because as he got down talking about what he was talking about, he says, if you being evil, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? In other words, Jesus is trying to convince us, no, 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 God will do it. He will do it if you what? If you ask him, if you ask him. Not if you measure up, not if you've been saved for 10 years, not if you haven't sinned for at least three hours. No, no. If you ask him, he will do it. No one knows the Father better than Jesus. And Jesus said, he will, he will, he will, I promise you, he will. I don't know how much more clear the Bible can be to tell us. It's not based on how much we measure up to God, how spiritual we are, how long we've been saved. No. Ask. It's the Father's pleasure to do it. But notice this too. Some people, when they're being filled with the Holy Spirit, they're also concerned, well, what if, what, what if I start speaking, but that's not really the spiritual language. That's not from the Holy Spirit. What if it's from my mind or... or some people are even concerned, what if it's from the devil? What if it's a demon that, that's doing that? Well, I believe that's why Jesus said here, which of your, your fathers, in verse 11, if your son asks for a fish, will he give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? He's saying, listen, if you're asking the Father for the Holy Spirit and spiritual language, a Holy Spirit spiritual language, the Father's not going to give you some other language or a demonic language or a mental language. Jesus is saying, trust the Father. He's going to give you the real Holy Spirit and the real spiritual language. Isn't this good? Isn't this good what Jesus is saying? He's saying, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Just trust the Father. And then let me close with Mark eleven twenty four in the English Standard Version. Jesus said, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, 
believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So let's ask and let's believe that we receive the Holy Spirit. Let's believe that we receive power. Let's believe that we receive the ability to pray with spiritual language. Let's believe that the manifestations of the Holy Spirit begin to operate in our lives. Can we do it right now? Come on, let's do it right now. All of us. Just close your Bibles, close your books, put them to the side. And let's come. Let's do what Jesus said. Let's believe. Let's believe. Praise God. Praise God. Begin to say, Jesus, you are my Lord. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you were raised again the third day. And I believe that you want me to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So according to your precious word, I ask now of Father God to baptize me with the precious Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus with power with spiritual language, the manifestations of the Spirit. I receive all the fullness of the Spirit by faith in Jesus' name. Now, just with your eyes closed, let's begin to thank God that He fills us with the Spirit. I mean, that's what faith is. If you really believe He's answering your prayer, then just begin to say, thank you, Lord, for filling me with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you fill me with the precious Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You said you would. You promised you would. I receive the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for filling me with the precious Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to pray a general prayer over you. You continue to thank God, and I'm going to command that you be filled with the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit and with the evidence of spiritual language and the gifts of the Spirit as the Holy Spirit wills. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Continue to thank God and praise Him if you want to, you can begin to speak out as the Holy Spirit gives you utterance, but I'm going I'm to begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to begin to speak in tongues. You go ahead and speak as the Holy Spirit gives you utterance as well. Oh, some of you are already flowing. Go ahead. You're building yourself up and praying to the Lord. Hey, Brikitihi, Abrokoto Hora, Shili de Braha, 
Ombra rashili di vrabranda la corre shili di vrabranda la kaha. Hendurushu corre shili di vrabranda la corre shikaha. Praise God. And everybody just stop for a moment and let me say something in closing here. If for any reason you feel, well, I'm not sure if I was baptized with the Holy Spirit. I'm not sure if I have the ability to speak in spiritual language. I want you to remember that in the Bible, all over the Bible, we didn't just look at one passage. All over the Bible, all over the New Testament, we're taught that everyone can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Everyone can speak in spiritual language and be a recipient or be a candidate for the Holy Spirit to manifest Himself. And remember that sometimes when you have a lot of people around you, sometimes it's distracting. But get alone by yourself and begin to thank God that you're filled with the Holy Spirit and begin to give place to whatever the Holy Spirit wants to say through you. Because He has things to say that will be prayers over your life, prayers over your family, prayers over your children, your finances, your health, and who knows, maybe a missionary overseas. The Holy Spirit knows what needs to be prayed about. But be confident that just because something didn't happen at one particular time, or maybe a few times, doesn't make any difference. It is absolutely the will of God for everyone to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and including speaking in spiritual language. Can everyone say amen?